And we are live. Welcome to Checkpoint, your number one show rounding up all the biggest gaming news stories of the week. I'm one of your hosts, James Walmer, joined by my incredible co-host and arch nemesis, Vincent DeSantis. Arch nemesis? Vince, James, is everything how are okay? You doing? I'm doing well. Are we okay? <laughs> Sarah, are we okay? Arch nemesis? Ouch. I don't know. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love that. I'm doing good, dude. I'm I, no, that's a lie. I'm just doing okay, bro. I'm a little overwhelmed. You know, I'm just feeling yeah, sure. I'm feeling a little overwhelmed and anxious about just school and life, and so it's wow. like, you know, I've had better weeks, but I've also had worse weeks. So okay. you know what? Here we are, doing one of my favorite things of the week is recording a new episode of Checkpoint. Oh. It's cathartic, James. It is. It is. I think I enjoy our product every time. Every time. I do so, yeah. too, Ben. It's a good time. I never have a bad time. I never have a bad time. We may have bad episodes, but I never have a bad time. We got a few of those, but we don't have <laughs> we don't have bad times. Never just a, a handful. Time. Just Except a handful. when it's me looking like this in the camera for like a whole episode. That's right. It's been done. Go back to like episode one or two. Yeah, actually not shout out episode one and two. Don't listen or yeah, watch episode watch one or two. Yeah, we don't want those views. Okay. No. Yeah, I'm about to put those on private <laughs> right after this. Just kidding. Yeah, those are going to buy. <laughs> exactly <laughs> those are going straight to our patreon oh my god good idea yeah Not um also quick reminder we are live on uh, audio platforms and a reminder that this is also going to be available on youtube after this uh if you miss the, miss the twitch stream um and vin when does it go live on audio platforms it'll be live on audio platforms and youtube um on fridays at 9 a.m but incredible there is an exception for tomorrow's episode because um, since we've been doing WandaVision, that needs to get posted early in the morning. And so Checkpoint's going to get pushed to noon uh, posting, but that's fine. It's a couple hours. It's fine. Okay. Yeah, that's it. But if you want to be part of the conversation, you can come to Twitch at 5 p.m. Uh, Pacific time and yeah, join in. Have some fun. Just vibe. Hang out. Yeah, exactly. Tell me your opinions. All your good stuff. James. What have you been playing this week? Finn, you know the deal. There's only one answer to that question in my book, okay? And that is yeah. Persona, Persona, Persona. Persona Go. 5, I hit 91 hours and 42 Jeez. minutes. 91 hours. Still not done with the story. Hours. That's, wait, what? Still not done with the story. Still not done with the story. Okay. Wow. Um, yeah. It's That's incredible. great. James, so I, you, went, you went from about 40 hours to 90 hours in the time when I went to 25 to 35 hours in Cyberpunk. <laughs> just if you want to i kind of noticed that as we were like talking about episodes you're like oh i just hit 30 hours yeah in cyberpunk and i'm like i went from like 35 40 yeah to like 80 as of last week right that's crazy very swift amount of time i am i've been slacking on my actual gameplay time because i always stress about when i'm gonna play games it's a weird mm-hmm. cycle i'm in right now it's like oh when am i even gonna have time and then i spend like two hours doing something you know what i mean i'm like Mm-hmm. Or, or i just waste an hour i'm like i could have put mm-hmm. that into like a game or like something a little more productive but mm-hmm. so yeah i don't know i've just been playing i played some more cyberpunk and then yeah. on stream played some left for dead with Ryder. cool Fun um story. yeah he's never played left left for dead before so we were playing through the campaign with really? Clinton. yeah it was, it's a good time so i'm gonna move my camera down just a little bit i know i should have done that before the show um Ooh. and then uh, i've been playing ratchet and clank more also because I really want to finish that uh, before the new game comes out. I'm having a great time with it. It's fun. It's, it's a fun like, game. It's just a good time. Uh, and then Weekly COD. 
Saturday nights are for COD. That's pretty much how it's been the last couple of weeks. And it's been awesome. It's been fun. Ben, I'm, I'm so, I lied to you. Yeah. Because I actually play like so much Rocket League. Oh, yes. As well. uh-huh. I have my buddy who I'll FaceTime, my buddy Gabe, and I'll just be like, Rocket League. And he'll be mm-hmm. like, about it. Okay. So we All hop right. on, play a round or two. We'll do a, a match of casual, and then we'll do a match of competitive. Mm-hmm. And then like that'll be it. Cool. That's fun, though. But it's a good fun to have. good, not going to lie. Yeah? 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 Yeah. Okay, we'll have to uh-huh. play. I've got it all queued up and ready on my PC. So really? Just let me know. Yeah, I do. Okay. I just gotta plug in my controller. It's game over for you guys. All right. Oh, it's on your PC. I mean, I have it on PC, but I also have it on. They, it's all merged now, so like you can play crossplay right. and, and cross play, progression. So there's yeah. really no. Yeah. Okay. Also, if you downloaded it on Epic Game Store the first week it came out on PC, or I mean, the mm-hmm. first week it was on Epic Game Store, you got a ten dollar Epic Store gift card just for downloading it. What? And so I used that to buy. Uh, Ghost Runner, that first person oh, yeah, uh, yeah. samurai game, mm-hmm. which is so sick. I got to finish that eventually too. I'm like halfway through. Is there a narrative to that game? Yeah. Really? It's, it's badass. It's badass. All I right. love it. That's fair. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's good. James, let's get right on into some of this stuff. Let's get into it. What did we get today, Vin? Today is, I feel like you got it. You got to head into this. You no, got the energy. I just wanted to ask you what it was and then I can take it. Okay, what it was, was today, maybe like three or four hours before we recorded, uh, we got a Resident Evil event, Resident Evil showcase. Yeah. Yeah. Tell and, me all about so it. So the reason why I had you intro that event was because yes. you actually watched it. I just... I did watch it. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I watched the trailer that they, mm-hmm. they put out, but I did not see the actual event. Okay. So basically, all that we got was a new trailer. Not all that we got, but what yeah, we yeah. got was a new trailer. We got... Um, uh, notice that it will launch on last-gen consoles as well. So it's coming out on PS4, Xbox One, uh, PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X. And I think I hit all those. Yeah. Um, At a launch date of May 7th, 7th. Which is sooner than I expected. Okay. Did that right. hit the mark for you, Vin? Or were you just like, oh, okay. I don't know if I had... I just didn't have expectations. I wasn't thinking okay. about it enough to like. I was thinking fall, I think, okay. because of the nature of Halloween and that sort of thing. But I guess sure. Resident Evil Seven also came out. Uh, it was either in like February or early spring. You know, honestly, it's probably good because if they launch it in fall, you're going to get all the Resident Evil fans to get it mm-hmm. in fall, and then it'll have that resurgence during Halloween. You know what I mean? So right. they're going to have two right. big sales peaks. Maybe for some. That. Maybe for uh, some uh, sales and deals. Yeah, I mean, they drop it $10, and they're like, yep. the brand new Resident Evil game is $10 cheaper, and they sell way more mm-hmm. units than they were expecting to anyway. So it's not a bad marketing plan. Still need to play Resident Evil 7. It's installed on my PS5. F. I don't know if I'll ever get around to it. Who knows? Maybe I will. I will eventually. But you're not a horror game guy, right, Ben? I hate horror games with a passion. <laughs> with a passion, dude. I think the uh, Resident Evil demo for you, Vin, will be a good... Um... Litmus test? Yeah, good litmus test. I well, I played. Uh, yeah, right. Bio, did you play the Biohazard demo? Yeah, I did play okay. the card. Scared me to death. That was good. It was, it was good. So good. It was good. Uh, so what we also have is we have the deluxe and collector's editions detailed, uh, of which you get a lot of. In the deluxe edition, you get a lot of things that were in Resident Evil Seven that are just kind of callbacks. So you have uh, certain, I guess, I think it's certain items like your save. 
uh, station is the same as it was in Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also what uh, the, the Deluxe Edition includes is the max difficulty. Which I saw that and I was like, interesting. Wait, you're saying you can't play the max difficulty without buying the... That is how it appears. That's weird. That is weird. Yeah. I don't know. So, okay. All right. Max difficulty. Yeah. I just don't want to think about it. Collector's Edition has some cool stuff. Collector's Edition has some cool <laughs> stuff, too. Um, you got, like, a Chris Redfield statue that's pretty sick. Dude, the statue's uh, dope. The statue was sick really for Chris. Cool. The steelbook yeah. also looked really good, and you know I'm a slut for a good steelbook. Let's right. see. We got new gameplay. Uh, we got a Resident Evil 4-like inventory and crafting. Vin, did you ever play Resident Evil 4? Uh, nope, I did not. I also think that's a good kind of... Um, horror action game that isn't particularly scary but definitely has its moments okay um then i think you it would be a good entry point to the series for you or um especially if you look at resident evil 2 and resident evil 3 or even resident evil 1 and you're like oh it might be a little too spooky for me well i think i i think part of it that does it for me james is like okay i've never been a huge resident evil fan now there's a total exception when it comes to like Resident Evil 2, like the remake, for instance, which looked sure. beautiful. And I played the demo for that and I had a yeah. great time with it. Yes, it is scary. Like, right. It's like, it's creepy, but I feel like for third person is so much more manageable for me. I don't know. I just feel like a, <laughs> like, it's like, it's okay. It's third person. You're disconnected still scare me it. a little bit more disconnected. And mm-hmm. the first person, also the story of like Resident Evil 7 and this new one aren't grabbing me they're not like really it feels so basic for this new one at least like okay you're in a village and you're gonna go into this castle and there's this dracula creepy girl and she's got these three daughters that are made out of flies and they're gonna try to kill you well here's here's what i don't get james real quick real quick okay okay okay. here's what i don't get is you're just playing this game for these people to like not kill you but hurt you so bad like like in the trailer we saw today for resident evil it shows one of these sisters or daughters whatever have this scythe and she cuts your leg she's hot as hell she just slices your leg I would let her cut me any day ew she has gross black stuff falling out of her care. mouth I want, I want everything in that it's so gross she cuts your <laughs> leg and then drags you in and you're like screaming and all this stuff and then you're like regularly walking around the mansion in the next cut like what's gonna happen you're gonna get your limbs cut off you're just like nothing's gonna happen i feel like there's no weight to this situation whatsoever why I would you even out of order man. <laughs> also james why would it's the same character from seven correct yeah it's ethan why is he doing this to himself again, bro? Just get out of there. He's trying to find something. I saw a tweet about okay. it. It was like, in Resident Evil 7, he's trying to find his wife. And then in Resident Evil 8, he's trying to find, I think it's his son or his kid. His kidnapped daughter. That's it. Yes, his yeah. daughter. He's trying mm-hmm. to find his daughter. Um, and then in Resident Evil 9, who knows what he's going to be looking for. But I just That's how they described it. Now, I will say, everything that I saw today was absolutely gorgeous the game looks incredible the game i okay yeah i was playing as i was playing the demo which i yeah. guess spoiler um for the news it looks so good right i yeah. went back to resident evil 7 looked a little clay facey okay 
They're actually, also... that's a lie. The the characters' faces looked pretty good. Some of the environmental stuff and the like, the prologue of the game when mm-hmm. you're going around and it's like kind of um, outside of the kind of plantation. The style fall house, leaves. The fall leaves did not look very good. Okay. A little blurry. Okay. This looks sharp. Everything we see, I don't know. Very good. I don't know if it's like captured on PC or whatever, but regardless, it's. Well, I played it on PS5 and it looked good. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Um, like just the shots they showed of Ethan walking around the mansion and oh, sure. walking into there, I was just like, this looks very good. The animations of the characters also are very, very cool. Uh, I believe, James, our stream just crashed. We are still recording. Um, we'll see if the stream goes back up, but let's just keep going. It'll go back up on its own because we're still recording for the podcast. Okay. Yeah. I'll just type in the chat that we're we're still going. Um, but yeah, what else did you notice? Uh, okay. So there's like great steel book. Um, what were we talking about? We were talking about, oh yeah, we were talking about Resident Evil 4 for a second. Yes. And then in the gameplay demo, you like Ethan puts his hands up so he can guard. This is just some Mm. little gameplay details. Yeah. Uh, that actually Nibelian noticed on Twitter. This is his, his coverage that I'm running down. Um, uh, the merchant is revealed for the game. So, um, historically there's a merchant in resident evil titles oh, specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in resident evil 4 this is a big deal he was the guy who said what are you buying what are you selling and so then what are you selling that was nice it was, great. It was, that was really good it's really like i love everyone loves that guy and so sure. he's like known as the shady like merchant guy okay. and so i'm looking <laughs> forward to this new guy he's like He's a he's a chungus man. He he's a chunk. Absolute unit, dude. I don't. You okay? You didn't watch the live stream, but uh-huh. um, the one of the developers said mm-hmm. you're gonna run into a lot of comical situations with uh, whatever this guy's name is. Every time you sure. see him, he'll be doing something different. And they showed his like arm like stuck in something, and he's like pulling his arm out of like his wagon to like sell you something. Or the other time, he's like asleep and he has like food all down his chest. It's like disgusting. Gross. But he was, it's, the guy was really proud of it. He's like, you're going to see this character up to all <laughs> sorts of things. I thought it was hilarious. Amazing. Yeah. So is that guy, uh, and then right now, as I have already mentioned, there is a PlayStation 5 exclusive demo available right now titled uh, Maiden, and that is uh, describing the character that you, the player, play as. Yep. Which is the Maiden. Um, it's important to note that this gameplay demo is not a part of the main village story. It takes place at a different time entirely than Ethan's story as well. You, the demo, but, however, that is. Yes, this is the demo we're talking about. Mm-hmm. You might find some references to the demo in the full game. I'm the sure. demo supports th- uh, rate tracing and 3D audio support, which, by the way, there's some really cool stuff with 3D audio cool. that I noticed even when I didn't have headphones on. Cool. Actually, I can't say there's 3D audio because 3D audio wasn't set up on my PS5, but even the stereo that I had access to, it sounded really good. Why don't why haven't you set up 3D audio on your PS5? Because it, it's only for certain headphones, isn't it? You're I'm sure your Astros have them. Have 3D audio. Finn, these headphones are about 10 years old. Oh, I thought you had newer Astros. No, these are 10 years old. Okay, if you go into the audio settings on PS4, this is kind of random, but there's different uh settings for different ears so they play a sound of water 
and you have to move these sliders until the water sounds like it's ear level, not below, not like you're above the water or below the water. It has to sound like the water is halfway on your ear. And I'm telling you right now, it changed the audio on games that I've been playing. Like I hear them Whoa. differently. It's very, very cool. All right. I got to check that out. Yeah. But yeah. sorry. you will like even more so than you will notice some of the great attention to detail in the audio design within this. Demo. Cool. Like there are parts where, so you're in a mansion, right? And it's two stories. And a big thing is like you hear the, um, the vampire lady's footsteps mm. going around and they're heavy. Okay. Heavy footsteps for a heavy woman. And she's sure. going wow. around and like opening doors and stuff. And like it's very like atmospheric and very yeah. suspenseful. Um, in addition to the PlayStation 5 exclusive demo, as well as Resident Evil 8 coverage, they also revealed Resident Evil RE Verse. Yep. Which was puzzling to me. And then maybe you'll be able to speak more sure. into this, but this is available free for. Uh, Resident Evil Village Players yes. is an online multiplayer title that comes free with the game uh, that features six-person deathmatch battles with iconic Resident Evil characters. So when I watch this, it seems like it is free with Resident Evil 8 if you buy it, but you can also buy it separately for a reduced okay. price, I'm sure. I I think they're going to be doing stuff with that game that with like microtransactions, you can definitely see like different character, the way people look and stuff like that. It's shells, it's cell shaded. It's interesting. Look, it's not really what I would imagine it being. Um, it's third person. Uh, I don't really get, I don't know the appeal of it yet. I feel like I need to see some gameplay before I can finally like kind of get Is it. Is there no gameplay out? Um, it's like, you know, Call of Duty and Destiny trailers where it takes that like fourth person camera where it just like follows characters shooting each other. It's not really the actual uh-huh. gameplay. That mm-hmm. was kind of what it was. Um, but there was like finishing moves where you can turn people into like a zombie or something and they die. It's weird. I don't know. Really? They get all bubbly and they fall to pieces in the ground. Um, I don't know. We'll see. It, honestly, it could be a hit. I don't know. I just haven't seen enough of it. Yeah. It's I'm an, just scrubbing it, through the, the teaser trailer right now. Oh, very yeah. interesting. It really does look like a comic book. Yeah, yeah, they showed like a still of uh, like Leon's face and someone else. Yeah, I don't know the that. characters, and it's like the face with just the eyes and stuff, and it's all like, yeah, comic booky. I guess that's yeah, cel shaded. And you can play as like big villains, like the dude from Resident Evil Three. Yes, wielding a rocket launcher. Yeah, that was weird to me. That just didn't feel yeah, right. Didn't uh, I bet that's right. some sort of like power up or something like that, like kill Could streak be. maybe. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Yeah. So it it could be cool. I, I'm not ready to write it off or anything, but it's no. it could be nice. We do have a confirmed name for tall vampire lady. Yes, we do. This is heavy, as I referenced earlier. Sure. Her name is Lady Dimi, Dimitrescu. 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 Yeah, hell no. I'm not about it. She scares me, dude. She's so scary. Really? Yeah. She's not even I hot. think I'm more into into new lady new lady with a sickle oh one of her daughters yeah one of her daughters remember there's a lot of daughters in this game not only is ethan right. looking for his kidnapped daughter but lady domestic uh <laughs> she has three daughters trying to hunt you before you find your daughter okay i think i might let him i think i might let him too i wouldn't i wouldn't <laughs> even try to stop him i was like i'm sorry daughter peace out i can't 
<laughs> too scary for me. Too scary. Um, oh, not what I was implying. But yeah, we'll go with oh, that. Oh, well, yeah, that's fine too. Um, <laughs> uh, in the live stream, the only other thing I really have to mention is that the puzzles that they kind of showed off in this game have always been really cool in Resident Evil. I've always mm-hmm. found that to be a really inventive part of part of their games, like collecting stuff and you have to read things to get the codes for this or the pattern for this thing. Um, and it looked in the mansion. I think there's a lot they could do with it. So yeah. Yeah. Good puzzles. Yep. Great. Um, that's it. That's all I got on resident evil. Cool. Let's move on. Next up hitman three, which I forgot was coming out this early on in the year. Absolutely banging reviews. Like, yeah, Oh my god. Everybody's everybody's raving about Hitman 3. They really are. Okay. I even got some first person I got some journalism on the streets, boys. I talked to a couple people that have played this game. Not really. I mean, it's just it's just a couple buddies that have it. They they like it a lot. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyways. So we got a little review roundup. Uh GameSpot, first up. James, we could just flip back and forth on these reviews. Yeah, let's do it. Number one, GameSpot gives it a nine out of ten. Uh, and these are just little snippets from the full reviews. Um, what's good about Hitman is level design and the creativity, experimentation, and exploration that affords is great in Hitman 3. It closes out the trilogy by brilliantly playing off everything that came before it, making use and then subverting expectations and rewarding players for their willingness willingness to master the complexity of both its individual levels and the series as a whole. Um, something to note about this is I was talking to someone and he says that the menus of Hitman 3 um, reference your journey from Hitman 1 to this conclusion of Hitman 3, showing you all the missions, the entire path that you've gone through to get to this final set of missions, which is the entirety, the entire game of Hitman 3. And this guy um, that I was talking to, he enjoyed the other two Hitman games. And he says it felt like, it feels good. It feels like I'm really ending this long, long story that I've done. And he says they've wow. really put the story first in this game whereas the gameplay was definitely first in the other two games and so he was he was raving about it that's all i hear excuse me i i just hear so much good stuff about the decision to make story the priority in this hitman game yeah video games 24 7 said gave it a five out of five banger saying taken individually hitman 3 feels like a great value with plenty of variety and lots to do when taken as a whole, the World of Assassination trilogy is hands down one of the best and most complete filling trilogies in video game history. That's a bold claim. That's a bold-ass statement. Yeah. It's a fitting finale for 47, at least for now, and it has naturally left me thrilled to see what IO does with James Bond or whatever else comes next. It might only be January, but I can pretty much guarantee... This will end the year as one of my 2021 favorites. That comes from Alex Donaldson. That's nuts. I didn't even read that full review before I put it on here. But, um, oh my, it's crazy. Game Informer, 9 out of 10. Uh, They say, Hitman 3 concludes a chapter in the greater Hitman story, but it doesn't feel like an ending. There's an abundance of content and side activities uh, on offer, and the trilogy as a whole is bound to be a long-term destination for would-be assassins. I don't know, that's kind of that's kind of a weird play on words to me. Um, IO Interactive's final act in the trilogy anticipates and rewards player experimentation, features meticulous level design, and has moments of ghoulish catharsis that makes me cackle aloud. 
What a sentence. My enthusiasm for it all has an in, indelible, indelible? Indelible. Indelible as the barcode tattooed on the back of Agent 47's head. That comes from Jeff Cork from Game Informer. I want to meet this guy. He's definitely very, um, what's the word with his words? Expressive. Yeah. Not expressive. Flourishing. He flourishes his words. He does. <clears throat> Gives him a little oomph in it, you know? Like a little, oh, I'm a writer. That's what it screams. <laughs> That's what it screams. Kotaku gave it an unscored review. Because they don't saying, score their games. Yeah. Right. Saying, even when I was on familiar ground, safe in my disguise, surrounded by pretentious and gullible targets, armed with all my secret gadgets and intel, I felt aware of who 47 actually is. Lonely and out of place, with few friends and little control over his life. Whatever humanity he might have, to, he might have, is twisted up in the, in the. Oh my God, this is gonna be a hard word for me to say. Machinations. Machinations. I don't know. Yeah, Machina- I don't yeah, like yeah. the way that word sounds. Sorry, but yeah, God. But it is a good word. Machinations <laughs> it of is. power and capital that he's both part of and fights against. Who will you be without a score to settle? Lucas Gray asks him early in the game. And it's a question I often turned over as Hitman 3 played out. Essentially, he'd be no one. But then, he's always been that. Really. All the rest of his identity is just make-believe. Narratively and structurally, Hitman 3 strips its own make-believe away, leaving the series' core darkness on display. This comes from Riley McLeod. That review makes you want to play the damn game. Like, I'm all in it. Especially if there's more story. Because that was a problem I would definitely have with the other games. Is that there was nothing to, like, hook me. Like, I'd play a mission, and I would feel like that's a fun mission. But I'm kind of... Nothing makes me want to go to the next one when I've spent 45 minutes on this one, like, section. You know, 45 minutes or an hour. this one assassination of this one target. Yeah. Like, I had a good time doing it. I had a good time, like, role-playing it or whatever it was, you know? Um, but I didn't want to do like back to back, like, here we go. Next mission, right. next mission. That was just cause there was nothing, no story or barely any story. Um, it's all the best part of stealth games that I really like, mm-hmm. but it always just kind of want, like it always has me wanting a little more and I sure. don't know why. Hmm. I don't know whether that's because I'm missing story or whether yeah. that means some sort of like direction and I'm like, Oh, it's too free or Maybe it's because and sometimes, or at certain times, Hitman almost just feels like a sandboxy sort of game. Yeah, totally agree. You do whatever, and so it almost feels like there's no direction or meaning to what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, so. And that's been a problem. That's definitely a problem for me when it comes to like games that have that many options. I like games that give you options, don't get me wrong. But when games have so many options, I find myself getting distracted by those options um, versus being attached to the objective of the game. This right. is my biggest for, gripe with Watch Dogs 2. This is, this is my Watch Dogs 2. Okay. For me, it's like I have all these options and there must be a best one or one that fits most coherently with the story hmm. or whatever. So I always go to the guides and I'm like, all right, what's the best way to do this? Yeah, or what's, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, Which my God. It takes a little bit of the fun out of it. That reminds me of something I have to vent about at the end of this episode about cyberpunk. Okay. I just have to, uh, we'll keep it to the end. Cause I know some people just don't want to hear about cyberpunk anymore. I understand, <laughs> but I have to mention it. All right. All right. Put it in the, put it in the end of the doc. Okay. Okay. You keep going. 
Oh my God, we have a lot of stuff to get through, James. We got to keep cooking here. We're, we're cooking. We're cooking, we're cook, we're cooking Sometimes we're cooking. you just got to let the, the pork roast just kind of slow cook. Sure. That's the most tender meat, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course I know what I mean. You're joking my ass? Okay, go for it. <laughs> Take Two Interactive patent could point to a bigger, better world for the next Grand Theft Auto. This comes from Andy Chalk at PC Gamer. Large-scale outdoor urban environments crowded with people and vehicles are difficult to simulate accurately in video games. Just ask CD Projekt. Ouch, if I might say. A huge number of moving parts is required to make the scenes believable. But the more that number goes up, the more likely it is that something somewhere is going to go spectacularly haywire. A new patent filing from Take-Two Interactive, prosaically entitled quote, system and method for virtual navigation in a gaming environment, end quote, offers a glimpse at what may be the first big steps toward changing all that. It begins with a breakdown of how navigation in gaming environments currently works through pathfinding along linked nodes based on pre-programmed instructions and then gets into the limitations of these systems in many ways that they can go wrong. Cars programmed with wandering behavior, for instance, may not take into account external factors like traffic, weather, or the need to actually find a spot to pull into rather than just yoinking it into the park <laughs> in the middle of the street. The new process described in the patent filing is long and dull and festooned with snooze-inducing flowcharts. But the central gist of it... Snooze-inducing. Snooze-inducing. <laughs> But the central gist of it is that the big life simulations can be drastically improved by offloading the bulk of the work of virtual navigation to the cloud, to none other than the cloud. Than the cloud. Our favorite NPC. What? Our favorite NPC, the cloud. The cloud, of course. Cloud from Final Fantasy? No, the cloud, our favorite non-playable character. Sure. (laughs) It runs it all. It really does it all, James. What the hell are you talking about? The cloud. I don't know what you're talking about. The cloud, James. The cloud. Yeah, get it. (laughs) I'm moving on. The fact finally makes no specific mention of Grand Theft Auto or any other name. And in fact, Grand Theft Auto 6 hasn't even been officially announced yet. But Grand Theft Auto 5 is now seven years old although just five on PC, and despite Rockstar's commitment to bringing it to the latest generation of consoles, there's no way the new one isn't coming. It might be a stretch, but this patent filing could be taken as a sign that it's still many years off, but whenever it arrives, it could bring about a sea change. I think it's supposed to be a sea of change Yeah. in what we can expect from large outdoor environments. Finn, do you care? Does this make you care about open worlds, about Grand Theft Auto 6? about anything in the words of Jon Snow from uh, Game of Thrones I don't care <laughs> I'm just kidding I do care it's really? pretty cool oh. no I do care um, I, I, think, I geek out about this technical stuff then. yeah I, I think so too because honestly like every time a new Grand Theft Auto is released or something like huge like this the new tech that comes with it that other companies incorporate afterwards is just as exciting as the game itself in my opinion at least mm-hmm. um so, like, this is cool. If they have a new way that they're going to program their NPCs and how they move and, like, their actions that they take, I guess, mm-hmm. that's exciting. That brings it into a more realistic world. It's a more, you know, than the same 10 people walking down the street 
hey, what's that about? Or like, you know, like the same like 30 lines that get repeated or... And the same car that's driving around the map like 30 times and will despawn yeah. once it gets out of your point of view. Yeah. Or field of view. Exactly. I'm excited for like it's the cool. parking because I've never seen an NPC park a car before in my entire life and it sounds incredible. Huh. Can you think, think of a time right that you were playing like Grand Theft Auto or something like that and you ever saw a, P a NPC pull into a spot? No. No. That'd be cool. Nope, that's a lie. In Cyberpunk, there, that is a thing. That is a thing. They pull into a parking lot and park. Okay, here's a question I have about Cyberpunk. Hold on. It's not good. It's not good. <laughs> they don't park in the lines, but they do park. <laughs> there is no on-street parking in Cyberpunk. There is no on-street parking. You have to park on the sidewalk in the middle, yes. which you might hit someone and you might not mean to, or someone may, might spawn in front of your car and you might hit them and the police will be after you. You fail. You have to restart your checkpoint and drive three kilometers to the location once again. <laughs> it's happened made too many times. It's been there, done that. Check. <laughs> ah. That's terrible. Do you, know, do you know how they're going to announce this? They're going to go... They're going to go like, and they're going to go, welcome to the world of Grand Theft Auto 6. We are a leading team that have our pat patent for NPC driving experiences. In the world of Grand Theft Auto 6, NPCs are more advanced than ever. They sure. will react actively to environmental circumstances like rain, mud, snow, or... A, a children a child crossing the street <laughs> james I, mean, I think you're spot on i think you're spot on with how that's gonna go too. yeah like, absolutely i know i am now here's the thing i gotta ask you this a couple episodes ago we were talking about when we think the release date's going to be for gta 6 it's inevitably happening it's going to happen yes. you were talking like it's going to come out at the end of this year or beginning of next year that's how I'm bold you are okay because we were looking at the timelines for Red Dead 2 and Red Dead and mm -hmm. Bully and like looking at all that. With this new like technology that we don't know if it's real or not real or if it's going to be added, if not, does this change your opinion if they're going to add this this sort of stuff? I feel like it's expected that they're going to add this stuff. It's Rockstar. They're going to try to make something new, something evolving. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I still don't think this game's going to come out next. If it's going to come out end of next year maybe beginning of the year after i think they could do a reveal at e3 release the next fall okay so you're thinking beginning of 2022 no i mean they announce it this summer and then release it in the fall hmm the hype would be there it'll be like but the GTA number one wrestling game released in i want to say september okay so you think like a three-month turnaround they're going to announce it like trailer gameplay the next month and then bam there well, it is they normally don't on show the off gameplay they don't need to that's the best no. part mm -hmm. they really don't need to we didn't get a lot of red dead 2 gameplay before that came out uh-uh barely any uh -huh. god what a what a game when was red dead 2 announced you're gonna look at announce to um i am okay while you look at that i'm gonna start the next article because it's about gta 6 Hold on, make sure, uh, I'm gonna write down the timestamp then. Okay, okay, okay. It got a, Colton says it was announced in 2016. Colton in chat right now, and then it released in what 2018, something like that. 
I think so. Then it released in it 2018. Was... <clears throat> Maybe. Maybe. I, I don't have the date. If it was released or... It, okay, yeah, it was first teased in 2016. Colton's right. It came out in 2018. Okay. Two years. All right. All right. So I guess if it was announced this year, then I think it'll be announced this year. Okay, cool. That's fair. I don't think there's a lot any other directions Rockstar could go this year because of how long it's been. Right. I mean, we're almost three years since Red Dead 2. Like, Mm -hmm. what? That's crazy. So, all right. GTA 6 will allegedly have a playable male and female protagonist. This comes from Heather Wald at GamesRadar. James, before I even get into this, no, we'll get into the article first. So Tom Henderson, a prominent Call of Duty leaker, went to hint, went to Twitter. I almost said hinder. Went to Twitter on mm. January 10th to say this. For the first time ever in GTA title, GTA 6 will have a playable female and male protagonist. We don't know whether this will be similar to GTA 5 with multiple protagonists or simply the option to play as either. But going off the language used by Henderson, it sounds like the former is the case. Some people are way too pressed about this. Is this your? This is your notes right here. This is my notes. Okay, go for it. Go for it. Some people are way too pressed about this. I read some tweets like, "Oh no!" So does that mean there's going to be like male prostitutes? Is there going to be? And I saw, I saw someone say that, and then someone else commented, "You act like lesbians don't exist." And I just thought that was really funny. Okay. Um, or just like a lot of skepticism regarding the whole of GTA Six leaks, uh, mainly because of uh, maybe perceived how long out the game is from sure. our current release. Mm-hmm. Um, but I assume that these sort of uh, narrative decisions would be made fairly early on in the, yeah. I would think earliest on in the uh, game making process. Right. I, I like the idea of like, I mean, I know GTA five had multiple protagonists, right? Mm-hmm. If it was multiple protagonists and you get to go, you get to play as a male or female or male and female, not, or yeah. because I don't which like is, the or, which is what the language kind of entails. It says, Right. Tom Henderson says male and female. Here's my problem. Protagonist. If okay. they did an or, an uh-huh. or thing, this mm-hmm. will become an Assassin's Creed Odyssey type situation and Valhalla situation where you can play as either or, but the story is kind of like, it doesn't feel right. Mm. It, it feels like it's a little broad, some of the conversations, because the characters could be having this conversation with either or or whatever it sure. is. And I also think that this affects the voice acting because they're focused on two different people playing the same thing. They're trying to make it a little similar. And I think it also, it kind of degrades what the actor is trying to do with the character. Mm -hmm. There's no room for a character for like that actor to do something else. Brand for uh, take two and rockstar because of how iconic the leading roles were in GTA five. So so iconic that the meme is back right now. However many years. I was just about to bring that up. Bring that back up. Yeah. There's a, we have the meme again of Franklin and uh, his name Lamar. Yeah, mm. yeah. Of maybe it's been a long time, dude. It's been years. Yeah, me too. But Franklin, yeah. I think his name is Lamar. Um, and these actors are very attached to their roles, and they embody them very well. Sure, sure. Yeah. Right. I remember Trevor got a lot of hype, and his voice actor did as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I remember when the first game came out, he was very. Uh, praised for his performance and yeah. he was very big in uh the spotlight and he was paraded around like as being like real life because he like what he, he was sure, playing sure. himself in a lot of ways yeah. so. and that's why i would love it yes 
great. We get to play as a male and a female. Great. Just have those be, have the um, switch between those characters, not that same character be either a male or female. Right. We don't want Assassin's Creed Odyssey or or Assassin's Creed yeah. um, Valhalla, but we want like similar to in GTA Five where these yeah. actors are able to kind of thrive. They're different their characters. Own. They are straight up yeah. entirely different characters. Yeah. But that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, James, that's a lot of leaks for GTA Six these last couple of weeks, of which is really you know. And when there's a lot of something. leaks, that normally means that a reveal is close around the corner. It might be cooking up. It might be might cooking be, up. It might be in the oven. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here first. Oh my God! We just got a little bit of tidbit of news right there in the chat, real quick. The Uncharted movie has been pushed back from July to February 2022. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not surprised I'm not i hope surprised that movie gets though. canceled cheesy I, I love you too they're too they're Thank in you for too that. deep oh my god they're in too deep they can't do that oh my god tom holland please prove me wrong please god for the love of god i hope he does james did you read the the leak no what leak so someone cued me in on this my boy jam mm-hmm. who's sometimes in our chat sure he said that the movie is gonna transition from nathan drake or sorry tom holland's nathan drake to nathan fillion's nathan drake and it's gonna go back and forth and i was like okay i'm way more into that idea now i'm way more in movie's still gonna be trash bro eight directors seven (laughs) scripts a million actors gonna be trash but i can't wait i can't wait (laughs) epic okay next up all right uh time stamp boom Sorry, I should probably stop announcing it for our audio listeners. No, it's fine. Timestamp it up. Battlefield 6 may be heavily influenced by Battlefield 3 industry insider claims. This comes from Heather Wald, Games Radar. In a recent YouTube video uh, via Altchar, I'll say yeah, that's the best you're going to get. Henderson, same Henderson, same The Tom same Henderson damn leaker. Before. He is on a fucking roll. Whatever okay, he's this- on, whatever he's on, give me some of that. Okay. <laughs> He knows it all. (laughs) He is the keeper of knowledge. Henderson summarizes all of the details they claim to know so far about the next Battlefield game, speculating that it'll either be called Battlefield 6 or simply Battlefield. Dude, I have such a problem. I have such a big problem, James, (laughs) with the way Battlefield names their games. It's just as bad as Xbox, okay? Okay? It's like we went from 3, 4, 1... Five? five we jumped back to five what are we gonna do six next why what are we gonna what do would, what it? would the ideal battlefield game be called don't put a number after it just call it battlefield bad company three because that's all i want oh! can that you imagine so... if it's bad company three? oh man okay all right continue continue anyway um speculating it'll be called either battlefield six or simply battlefield henderson says that the next title is heavily influenced by Battlefield 3, and will be somewhat of a soft reboot. Soft reboot. Where have we seen this in the last year? Oh, Modern Warfare. Sounds like a little Big Brother type situation. You think there's going to be a Game Pass sort of thing going on? No, I'm probably going to buy Battlefield. I'm a sucker for it. I think it's so much fun. No, no, no. I mean, do you think it's going to be like a a, uh, Battle Pass? Oh, 100%. Are you kidding me? That's every every AAA game has a Battle Pass. Not to. 
I can't wait for whatever's next after the battle pass system. What's the next form of monetization that we're going to get all hyped up on and then it's going to get super saturated and grossly toxic next because it went from loot boxes to battle passes. What is next? I couldn't tell you, Ben. I'm on the lookout. Okay. Previously, the Industry Insider also said the Battlefield 6 will feature 128 player maps. Holy shit. Going into more detail about this side of the game, Henderson says the maps have been designed with around 128 players in mind, but adds that this doesn't necessarily mean 128 players will be playing in every single game mode. Fair enough. Instead, I was told there will be standard 32v32 modes, Henderson says. However, for players that want a lot more players to fight against, then they should expect some higher player modes will be coming to the game. What do they this call is- it? Uh, conquest the big modes it was i think it was like uh conquest i think it's just called like conquest large or something like that okay yeah it's my but favorite that's the best they had like a it was 64 v 64 wasn't it sounds about right 128 freaking huge well that will be 64 versus 64 did they not already previously have 64 v 64 i'm sure they did i i don't let me see okay yeah I'll keep, keep going. reading yeah. So far, EA has been relatively quiet on the Battlefield front. The only confirmed information we have about the next entry in the shooter franchise is that it will be coming to PS5 and Xbox Series X with a 2021 launch window. That's this year. Henderson believes it's still 9 to 10 months away from release and claims to have been told it will also be coming to PS4 and Xbox One. The last gen version will supposedly only feature 32v32 modes quote along with some graphical downgrades and limited destruction and on last gen which on last gen which goes directly against the leak that we talked about two weeks ago where battlefield will be only releasing for next gen consoles so i don't know if i don't know what to believe who do we believe in we have two people saying completely different things beats me so battlefield 5 uh, it was 32 versus 32 at the at their biggest, which at their biggest. Okay, so this is big. 64 versus 64 is double, so that's cool. Yeah, that's double. I can't wait. If we got all the boys in a squad, oh my god, dude, that'd be so much fun, Vin. That's the one thing I miss about playing games is like in battlefields, we'd have all our boys full yep. squad loaded up. Got a medic. We got a sniper. We're in, we're getting shot at we're getting mortars on top of us yep. and we're trying to work our way out of this tunnel or whatever it was remember uh metro whatever that one map was and you were in the train in tunnel. battlefield one no or i'm four. talking about battlefield three okay it's been a while but yeah been a while. back on the 360 mm-hmm. good times dude i i good do i miss a good battlefield i enjoyed battlefield five for what it was i know the community has pretty much absolutely dropped that game just dropped it yeah i still know some people that do play it quite a bit um but yeah i don't know i think ea can bring back the battlefield crowd 100 percent. i've never they're not played a multiplayer game that has more crispy sniping that feels good to master because you have to master it yeah the dog tag that that pops up when you that was so good remember or like just the takedowns the melee attack takedowns where you just grab him and stab the guy in like the shoulder or the right. neck or whatever, and then you take his dog tags. Oh, I so another thing uh, that I love, 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 love about Battlefield is their they had that new update for Battlefield Five that um, did 
uh, the Pacific front of World War II, like mm-hmm. uh, Iwo Jima and all that kind of stuff. So, so cool. The environments, the environments in Battlefield are awesome. And I was like, they're the best. And I was like, this new map, like just, it's so, it was so cool. It's so cool to play it. They have That's the it. best environments in Battlefield games, I swear. It is. It's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Um, okay, next up. I don't know. You got any more Battlefield stuff to say? I got nothing other than I want to see it now. Yep, me too. They did take a year off, which is a great sign that they're putting more that work into this sign. new one. Um, this is a quick one. 2020 sees re- record U.S. game spending at $56.9 nice, billion. This comes from the U.S. <laughs> annual report. Um, gamesindustry.biz U.S. game sales gained new heights during 2020 with a total spending reaching $56.9 billion. That's a 27% increase year on year according to tracking from NPD's latest report. Software represented the vast majority of those sales at 86% with games content spending reaching $48.9 billion in 2020. That includes physical and digital games, DLC, uh, and subscriptions across console, cloud, mobile, portable, PC, and VR platforms. Software sales were up 26% compared to 2019. Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War was the best-selling game of 2020, followed by another COD title, Modern Warfare, which is crazy. That was the second highest-selling game in the year after it came out. I think they're both crazy, to be honest. Right. That's awesome, because followed in third place right there is Animal Crossing New Horizons, which is number three. So, wow, pretty cool. Yeah. Um, in 2020, Animal Crossing New Horizons achieved the highest physical dollar sales for a Nintendo-published game in a calendar year since the Wii Fit Plus in 2010, <laughs> said NPD's video game industry an- analyst, uh, Matt Piscatella. Looking at exclusives, The Last of Us Part Two was 2020's best PlayStation-selling exclusive and has become the third best-selling Sony game of all time in the country, followed, following the footsteps of Marvel's Spider-Man and God of War. But hardware, James hardware saw an even bigger growth than software with console revenue reaching 5.3 billion last year up 35 percent from 3.9 billion in 2019 hardware sales were at their highest last year since 5.6 billion was reached in 2011 2011 was a big year for xbox 360 with a number of major titles in the first year the connect Connect accessory. Also, it was the year we saw the release of the Nintendo 3DS. So last year was the most money spent on consoles since 2011, which makes sense because of the new consoles launching. I wonder if that Mm -hmm. plays a big factor in this big number, but they said most of it was software sales. They said how much, what was the percentage? 86% of the rise of the portion that rise from last year was in software sales. So that's that's crazy, dude. Everybody was at home buying games during the pandemic. Yes, sir. Big numbers. And what else are you going to do? What else are you going to do? That's it. I guess. Whatever you want to do. So games is the most profitable entertainment industry now. Yep. yep. Above sports. Mm-hmm. Above film. It's kind of crazy. I watched a documentary this week. Um, mm-hmm. about League of Legends and I'm not a big League of Legends guy um, it's on Netflix called League of Legends Origins and it's know. no I played League of Legends and I kind of don't like it but it's just okay. too toxic for me and I'm bad at the game so I'm sure I would like it I could get into it but sure. it was more about the esports side of things and how they in a lot of ways pioneer, pioneered that esports scene mm-hmm. um, and just like how huge esports is I feel like I'm not really in the esports realm or of knowledge 
but it's gigantic, dude. It is absolutely gigantic. And then somebody somebody said today that Blizzard um, is worth like $57 billion by itself right now because of its esports. Like that's how much it's worth if someone was to buy Blizzard. Like that's nuts. Absolutely nuts. Insane. There's a lot of money in video games, guys. A lot of money. So much money. Yeah. All right, Vin, take this next one. Next one. Limited run. Limited run games Scott Pilgrim release has been a knockout success. This is from Destructoid. Last week, the long-awaited re-release of Ubisoft's dynamic brawler, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, the game, which returned to digital stores a decade after its initial release, unceremoniously pulled from sale in the December of 2014. It appears that fans are not taking any chances when it comes to Sex Bob-omb's highly anticipated return. Um, James, you know the story behind this? No, I do not. Okay, in 2013, this game was released on Xbox 360 and PlayStation right. 3. I remember the release. After six months, there was a lot of licensing issues with music, characters, and all that stuff, so they had to pull the game down, which means you can no longer play it. And it was a lot of it, there was an online portion that was just you just could not do anymore. Like You couldn't play with your friends or anything. You had to play it by yourself. And a big part of this is playing it with friends. And so they pulled it off st- like stores and everything, Kind of like how Cyberpunk is with PlayStation right now. And it's just gone, disappeared in the dust. But the company got the rights for all the stuff, changed the stuff they needed to uh, change up to the resolution and some of the gameplay stuff and re-released it just now, like like last month. And, and it's, doing, it. it's doing so good. According to a tweet from Limited Run, Limited Run Games, it's not a limited run game. It's just that's the name of the company. Um, Douglas Bogart, the retailer successfully ship, shifted I think it shipped over 25,000 physical Nintendo Switch copies within the first three hours of the pre-order window, making Scott Pilgrim vs. the World the game the biggest LRG release of all time. What is LRG? I was just trying to figure that out. Um, this amazing number does not include PS4 pre- physical pre-orders, nor any digital sales made from directly from PSN, Microsoft Store, or the eShop. It figures that the retro-styled scrapper return would see the big bucks. Not only have fans old and new been clamoring for Pilgrim's comeback oh, for limited years run now. Games. Oh, got it. Limited run games. Uh, but people were bound to snatch up physical copies in double quick time because licensing issues or red tape cause it to vanish once again. Right. It was an incredibly shrewd move on Limited Run's part to put out a physical release. It seems the boutique retailer is set to reap the rewards. It's genius. Absolutely. Because they were just going to do it digital. It's $15. That's it. It's cheap. It's like... They want you to get in there and play it with your friends. It's right. like, I think it launched at like 30 bucks back in 2013, but now it's just 15. Um, and yeah, it's a great idea. You put physical copies out in case something happens to the game again, you'll always yeah. have it. So now like, it's just like a, a cyberpunk situation where if you want cyberpunk, you're gonna have to go out and buy the physical copy. Sure. If only there was a physical PT. If only. If only there was a physical PT. Hey, freaking man. I hate to see it. All right. Uh, what else? What else we got here? Star Wars Battlefront 2 giveaway crashes servers as EA promises increased capacity. Yep, yep, yep. For PC games. An incredible number of players have joined us during our Epic Game Store free week and we're scaling up new servers to welcome you all to the Battlefront. The official EA help account tweeted earlier today, a few hours earlier, the account added... 
We're still increasing capacity to allow more players in at this time and want to thank everyone for your patience so far. We'll be sure to let you know once we have further updates. End quote. Players have been especially concerned upon receiving error code 918, which says this EA account is restricted from accessing any online features, implying that you've been banned. Worry not. It's just the servers being overloaded, and you'll be able to play again once capacity is ramped up. Yes. Finn, did you did you experience this? <clears throat> no, I, I claimed it on Epic Games, but I didn't play it. Okay. I'm, I'm, I didn't even claim it. I missed I'm, my window. Uh, no, no, you still have a couple days, I believe. Oh, for real? Yeah, you should do it. It's the celebration edition. It comes with all these, all this stuff. Um, but I've put so many hours in on PlayStation. I don't really want to switch over since it's not a cross progression. Yeah, um, so I did go on my PlayStation Five and try to download it, but I didn't have enough space. And I was like, I'm not going to download. I'm not going to delete something. Yeah, I'm not going to delete something just to play like three matches of this game and put it down again. But I would like to see how it runs on the PS Five because I think that game is pretty visually stunning. It is gorgeous. Yeah. So yeah, cool. Cool. cool Anything cool. else? Nope, that's it. Great. Last story. Next up, we got Apex Legends Mayhem event. Yes, sir. Have you been playing any of Apex lately? Uh, I just played with the new season, the first day or two, and I had a great time. I played with Cheese and it's a couple so other people good. in chat. Every yeah, t- I always forget about how good this game is. It, James, we, I would say, like when when I was when we were freshmen. In college, this game came out, right? Yeah, that was all. We, I was always playing for a long time. There's a lot mm-hmm. of Apex in the hall. That's all everyone dorm. was playing. Everyone in the hall was playing Apex. Yep, it's a great time. Great time. I fell off though. Apex. Season two, right away. Like right away. I kind of want to get back on. I. It's not super uh, storage intensive, so like it's like thirty gigs or something. I'll I'll download it. I'll play. Okay. I'm in. All right. Well. Lucky for us, Apex Legends Season 8 is called Mayhem, and if the launch trailer for it is any indication, it won't have any trouble living up to the name. The trailer, which developer Respawn Entertainment published Thursday, gave us a glimpse at the arrival of explosive expert Fuse, the Apex game's newest legend. Fuse destroys his own ship's weapons and saves the crowd. However, a mysterious voice has other plans and destroys the mountains of King's Canyon, and crashes Fuse's ship into the island at the same time. Very big Fortnite energy here. Very big Fortnite energy. All this destruction seems to leave a huge portion of the island in ruins, which might be where we find it next season. But in order to know for sure what changes are coming to Apex Legends and its maps, we'll have to wait for Respawn to announce more details about Season 8 in the near future. Apex Legends Season 8 Mayhem is set to launch on February 4th. Here's the deal, y'all. Apex Legends. Uh, right now, it's you're not playing on the Kings Canyon map, which is the first map that came out. We're playing. Right. You have you're playing on a completely new map, which is like a little bit futuristic. It's very cool, okay. but I think they're bringing back Kings Canyon with this new destruction ship, which is going to be like a new map element. I'm sure. I don't know if you can switch maps, like if you can play either map. I, I don't really know how mm-hmm. that works in Apex. I just played the new map when I went and played the new season. Um, sure. But cool. I do know a lot of people that are pretty excited about this one too. What's good, Apex? It's time. It's time for the best part of the show. Random fun stuff. Small random fun stuff again today. Stories without a story, baby. You want me to start or shall you? Either way. I'll start. Okay. Except I had to burp. Wow, bless you. 
Just wow. Oh my goodness. Wow. Sorry, audio listeners. A little ASMR action there. I hope you like that. <laughs> Predator is now in Fortnite. Yes, that is all. Yeah. Uh, Kingdom of, Kingdoms of Olimar, Alumar, Omler, Omler remastered comes to Switch in March. Last of Us Neil Druckmann would love to create the Punisher or Ghost Rider game. That's really fucking cool. Do you know where this came from? Where did this come from? Greg Miller tweets, tweets and just says, if you were to make a video game, he says, hey, at Neil Druckmann, if you were to make a video game of any existing IP, what would you do? And he drops a whole list of like things he would do, like he, things he would be interested in doing. Uh-huh. And so those are the two, those are the two big ones. He was like, I would love to do a Punisher or Ghost Rider game. Um, but every single person's like, oh, the Last of Us director wants to do a Punisher game. And there's like a million articles on this. I was like, this kind of BS. It's just like, he just responded to a tweet. <laughs> it was like a fun thing. So And Neil Druckmann's very active on Twitter too. He is. Yeah, he, he is a meme lord himself. Finn, I want I want you to vent to me. I want you to okay, tell real quick. me all your problems and all your issues with Cyberpunk. This Cyberpunk side mission. Ballpark 35 hours, a little less, a little more. I don't know. Something like that on the game right now. I just hit a side mission. Uh, this is this is I would say is light spoilers. I guess it's not anything with the storyline, but it is a it spoils the side mission, which is not a major side mission. It's just if you don't want to know about the side mission, then I guess that's it. But yeah, exactly, exactly. But honestly, if you're playing it, you've probably already gotten to the side mission, and if you're not playing it, you don't give a crap anyway. Um, this side mission, you're paying for a brain dance, okay? Somehow you get this mission in your in your uh, roster, your journal. You're going to pay for this brain dance and watch it. Who knows why? I don't know why. I don't know the setup to this or anything. I go to this location. I buy the brain dance. The guy's like, well, it's not going to run on your headset. You're going to have to rent our headset. It's like, interesting. Okay. I don't even know why I'm doing this mission in the first place. I don't know how this is going to benefit me besides siphoning $12,000 out of my account. But here we go. Well, let's just try it anyways, right? So I was, and I try, I try playing it on my headset doesn't work i have to rent this stupid guy's headset for another eight grand so i'm in twenty thousand dollars now right to this stupid brain dance for this mission just to cross (laughs) it off the list guess what you put the chip in and everything goes black you get scammed you get scammed by this guy (laughs) you wake up in an alleyway and all your stuff is gone and all of your money's gone you've been robbed you've been robbed james you have to start over you start you you cannot get your stuff back after doing this mission no, the only way to, you would have known this is if you put stuff in your stash before you did this mission. And I was so upset. I started Googling. I was like, what is this garbage? So I reloaded the save. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So the, it's not like a, not even like a plot point. That you have to go back and get revenge on no. this like, person. It's just, it's just James, fuck you. You're done. Yes. And Johnny Silverhand's sitting there on a trash can. He's like, you fucking idiot you should have known this was a trap for the very beginning he's like he's like i can't believe you didn't see the signs i was like i was like are you kidding me i was so upset bro i just reloaded the save and i'm just not gonna do that quest anymore no is it did you have like options to like do things other than rent no the brain the mission is the mission is go watch the brain dance you couldn't even be like that's bullshit i know you're scamming me no the only option is to not rent his headset. And so I still have the mission. I'm going to do some more Googling to see if like I did something wrong or something glitched and I didn't have my stuff or something. But like, you're at $0. You have no armor, no guns, 
anything. You're back to very square one if you don't put anything in your stash. So maybe I'll stash everything and then do that mission just to clear it out. But I was, I, James, I was ready to throw it out. I was ready to throw in the towel. I, I'm glad I thought, of, I'm glad I thought about reloading the save because I was about done. I was like, you know what? That's the last straw. I can't, I really can't do this. But it was smart. The whole game down entirely. I think it's a smart move if you could go back and get your stuff because I think it's, that's a cool like plot thing. They've had that before. I feel like that's been a Skyrim plot point. I'm sure it is. I just, quest. I was upset, James. I don't even know. I was, I was like, this is, this is stupid, <laughs> but it was, it was cool. Now that I think about it. Like I was like, I really got scammed, but I don't know. <laughs> that's all. That's all. It but it took everything I, down to like, down to the random like bottle of alcohol you've, you've like collected or something. Did they, you know? did they strip you? Take all your clothes? Yes. You get nothing. James. You're down to you're down to boxers, like or naked if you're if you have nudity on. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, green pineapple in chess is what missionary talking about? It is called or sweet dreams or dream on or something like that. Right. Maybe sweet dreams. God, oh my god, I'm so upset. I'll come back next week with it beaten and tell you how it goes. Okay, I have a Persona Five announcement. Yes, Persona Five announced me. I've officially romanced Makoto Nijima. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Can you bow to the camera? That's the biggest accomplishment of your life. This is amazing. <laughs> Stand up, take a bow. For audio listeners, he's taking a gentleman's bow. And a second one. And a third one. Amazing. There it is. <laughs> Congratulations on your accomplishment. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Guys? Episode 48. We're almost at 50 episodes. Which is pretty nutty. Um, pretty nutty. What are we going to do? We got to do something for episode 50. Are we going to pop a bottle of champagne on the 50th episode? Might have to. Okay. That sounds like good. We'll figure it out. Um, guys, thank you for joining us. If you're live on Twitch, we will be right back for a post show right after we run the outro. If you're an audio listener, Thank you so much for listening. If you're on YouTube, like, subscribe, comment. I love you guys. Thank you Turn so much. Turn that notification bell. Slap that notification bell. All this good <laughs> stuff. <laughs> All that good stuff. Um, I've been Vincent DeSantis. And I've been James Walmer. And I love you guys. Thanks. This is sick. Join us Saturday for Freeze Frame, our, mm. uh, which is the new movie podcast that Strictly Casual is doing. That'll be right here live on Twitch and then on YouTube later. So, beautiful. Yeah. All right, guys. All right, we're going to run that outro. Thanks again. Twitch, we'll see you in a sec.